Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, and together we're building Australia. Now, Matty, you and I, we have our opinions, and we've been doing it for now four years, just yep. you know, talking to the big old stick and uh, giving our views and thoughts on the world of motorsport. But we're in uncharted waters at the moment, aren't we? I think we are from a motorsport point of view, Nimsy, but as I said, I think from a social point of view, a business point of view, and not only in Melbourne, not only in Australia, but certainly globally. The world of motorsport has been rocked, so we thought we'd get one of the leading authorities when it comes to journalism in the world of motorsport. You might have heard him as the sensible voice on the Below the Bonnet podcast with Michael Caruso (laughs) and David Reynolds. Please welcome for the first time to the driver's seat from motorsport.com. He is the newsbreaker when it comes to all things that go faster than something else. Andrew Van Leeuwen from motorsport.com. Hello, AVL. Welcome to the show. G'day. That's a, that's a great thing. This is the ultimate podcast crossover. I think I, mean, I know you've had Caruso on before, but this, is, uh, this has got to be the, uh, the high point, I reckon. Well, mate, we've had, we've had Caruso, we've had Reynolds, now we've had you. I think we've had Holdsworth. Uh, what's he, what, what is he, what's the one that he does, Nimsy? He does... Uh, the Holdsworth uh, podcast, what's his? The Holdsworth podcast, no, um, he does uh, the loud pedal. The loud pedal, that's right. So uh, I think when you see Greg Rust getting on board with uh, uh, with the V8 sleuth as well, right now in all situations, borders have gone down and we're all just mates talking about our sport because AVL, I, you know, I have not seen anything like this in the sporting world, let alone our little world of motorsport. No, that, that's exactly right. Look, I think a, a lot of us were saying, and you know, I, I spent the weekend with some very experienced uh, Formula One journalists on our European team for for Autosport and Motorsport dot com, and they was we were all collectively saying, "Geez, this is the weirdest sort of weekend of motor racing, or as it turned out, non motor racing that we've ever covered." But since then, it's turned into probably one of the the weirdest weekends of you know, certainly for my life, and, and I, I would imagine for a lot of people, you know, it's just been a it's been a bizarre few days, and it always sort of felt like. Oddly, that the, the the Grand Prix was a bit of a barometer of everything. You know, if the Grand Prix went ahead, the cricket had gone ahead. Yeah, Grand Prix goes ahead. Maybe things are kind of all right. And the way it rolled out, and when it didn't go ahead, it really felt like things changed. Not that that was necessarily the tipping point, but it just coincided with the tipping point of where everything's kind of uh, seems to have sped up in terms of um, in terms of you know things being locked down and what we can and can't do. And, and obviously now we're facing delays in in a whole lot of sports or major alterations to a whole, the way a whole lot of sports are working. And, 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 and I think, you know, as you guys were just talking about, it's just so hard to really see where we are, where exactly we go from here. There are calendars being restructured. There are new, 
benchmarks being placed as the terms that this is where we want to start things again. But it's just so hard to work out what's going to happen in the next week slash month slash whatever. And and if you look at it in summary, Formula One, Supercars, TCR, and all the the categories that they've got, uh, Dunlop, Super 2, Porsche, the second tier Porsche series, uh, desert racing, rallying, uh, (laughs) everything is now saying, or every category is now saying three months. ScoMo came on during the week and said, this ain't going to change for probably six months. If we go six months from where we are now, what do we get into? So April, May, June, July, we're in August. How do we, how logistically are we going to have a Formula One TCR uh, supercar season all compacted into three or four months? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, six months from today is, I think, the, the Thursday before the OGR 500 at the bend. So wow. we basically, if, it went, if it went that long, and the messaging from ScoMo was, you know, it's going to go for at least that long. You know, yeah. it's probably yeah. not going to be shorter. It may well be longer. But so, you know, we could arrive to Bathurst and roll straight into a season there and have to basically NASCAR our way through the end of the year to cram <laughs> these rounds in. But it's it, it's just... And, and then you get, you know, that we're talking about Australia here. If you if you want to bring Formula One into the discussion, things are much worse in Europe right now than they are here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, the idea of them starting, I think it was they were going to be after Monaco. Baku was what, what had sort of been floated as the, as, as the likely starting point for that. Um, that seems that seems hugely unlikely. And, and like I say, the, the, the Winton, the idea, so, you know, it was announced this morning that Winton, hopefully supercars can start again at Winton, but... The messaging that followed that from the government just wasn't quite in line with that. So that just seems very optimistic. And geez, I hope it happens. I really do. Because, um, you know, the funny thing is with all this stuff, and you hear people talking about about the footy or whatever, it's really easy to say, oh, that isn't important. It's just someone chasing a ball around or it's just someone driving a car around. But these are big industries that employ lots of people, you know, and I'm one of those people employed in this industry. So as much as I would never want to see lives at risk for the sake of racing a car, I don't think anyone should be flipping about any industry that may suffer through this because it's people's lives. And, you know, there are, even if you talk about something like TCR, they might not be professional teams that you've heard of, you know, you you hear about on a Bathurst 1000 weekend, but they're actually professional racing teams. People run these teams Mm. as their job. Even if they're running customer programs, they run these teams as their job. So suddenly they're being affected right now. They're being impacted directly by the fact that there's no Shannon's Nationals round next weekend now you know this has and these aren't teams flush with sponsors no teams are flush with sponsors to be perfectly honest but these are small privateer outfits that they are professional outfits that are going to be very quickly hit by this and it's uh yeah it's it's sad and motorsport's not alone but motorsport is going to be impacted AVL, you do mention these other categories, and uh, this was meant to be sort of the big year because so TCR Australia had that brand new TV deal with Seven Sport. We've also got Supercars coming up with uh, with their TV deal coming up. How much of all what's going on is going to impact these agreements, or even you know what's the future of them? Do you happen to know any of that? Well, it's really difficult. I had a very brief conversation with uh, Sean Seymour this morning, sort of as that news was unfolding. And I actually asked about that, whether, you know, do you just put all that on ice? So, you know, the, the TV deal, obviously, uh, that whole sort of idea of Gen 2.5 for next season, where they might try and expedite some of the, the Gen 3 regulations, bring them forward a little bit so teams could go could go and talk to new manufacturers and maybe tempt somebody into, into a, at least allowing another body shape to come into the to the category and yeah. 
you know, he was fairly non-committal on that. You know, he basically said, yeah, that stuff's on ice. You know, it has to be. Yeah, how would you possibly go and have that conversation with a car maker right now? <laughs> you know, like you just you couldn't do it. Every there, there's not a single company, there's not a single sort of function of the whole world that's not going to be affected by this. So it would seem very unimportant to sit down in a uh, in a meeting somewhere and say, hey, what if what if if we cut down the roll hoop, would you let us build a racing car around your car? It's <laughs> yeah. not a conversation you can have right now. So it's it's no. just that stuff will be impacted. And the TV deal was obviously the big one because that was going to be very, very important for the future of supercars. And uh, it just doesn't seem like a conversation you can have right now because how, how do you offer anything to sell? Who knows what we're going to have and when we're going to have it? And it, it, it really is a big mess. And it's funny, it was, like, it was literally weeks ago we were sitting there going, wow, nothing will be bigger than this whole news, nothing will be bigger than... And uh-huh. this thing's come along and just pulverised everything. So on the TV thing, let me let me ask you this. Sean Seymour came out with his statement during the week and said, we are not a sport that is uh, that can be just a TV sport. We need fans in the crowd. We need all that kind of stuff. My answer to that was, why? Why do we need fans in the stands? Obviously, we want that. But they could have absolutely have had a championship run to closed on closed tracks and we could have all sat at home on our couches with our kids and watch it on Fox and 10 or whatever you've got. Why, 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 in your opinion, why do you think that was not an option? He talks about motorsport being such a visceral experience. You've got to feel it and hear it. And I guess that's about cultivating fans for the future. You know, when you go, when you go to a uh, when you go to a race for the first time and you hear the cars and we've all been through that process and you go wow this is something that's going to stick with me forever and that sort of stuff so I guess that's where it is important oh, I have a feeling that messaging may change as time goes on if these restrictions on mass gatherings don't get lifted because at some point if if the absolute priority is doing a fourteen race calendar there's going to have to I just can't see how there's not going to have to be concessions on closed closed door racing at some point. And they're going to have to think about shutting the gates and getting on with it and at least providing a TV a TV product. I guess motorsport has the advantage of, as a TV viewer, the crowd isn't sort of, isn't crucial to the product, you know? You yeah, don't hear yeah. the crowd. It, yeah. you know, it's a very rare occasion to finish the Bathurst 1000, that sort of stuff. But it's not like... Not like not a footy like game or to, something, you know, yeah. like Watching footy is going to be so weird with no crowd. Yeah. Um, so if, it, if that goes ahead, I think they're making an announcement on that. You know, fairly soon, but that's um, that they're, they're, that it'll impact the ball sports much bigger than it would impact motorsports. So I, I could definitely see, you know, if we get closer to June and it isn't going to happen, surely that's something they're going to have to uh, they're going to have to consider. The next question is, and I've never actually sort of had to think about it before, but how many people does it take to run a a race? Is it less than five hundred? Can you get away with less than five hundred? I, I, I genuinely. When you put a broadcast crew together and flaggies and pit crew, uh, race drivers, all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff, I think from a supercar point of view, you'd be well over 500, I think. I agree. If you you were looking at Bathurst, I think that's that's what you'd do. Yeah, I think that's probably the biggest... um, that's probably a bigger issue than, than anything is can you actually uh, can you actually go and do it? And, I, you know, I think I think TCR would love to have, have, have pressed on with the with the Sydney round at the end of next week. But I, I just have a – and I don't know this, but I just have a feeling that, that even that would be difficult. You know, you need a few support you – need, you need the support categories to make that make financial sense. Mm-hmm. And I just think that yeah. 500 number is just a really difficult uh, – Really difficult thing to try and to try and fit under. So that's another consideration if we end up at a point where we have to look at 
at racing behind closed doors. And I just like even just talking about it right now, I can't believe we're having this conversation. It's just <laughs> surreal. It feels like a dream or something. Really, it's it crazy. And and you know, I am I am not a young man. I'm 46 years of age. So when you say to me, "Okay, guys, I'm sorry, we're going to delay the season," but all of our supercar uh, supercar drivers are going to be competing in an official E series, so you can still mm. cheer on your favourite race driver. Mate, that, that to me is a stale bottle of beer. I don't give a toss uh, about watching Chaz or SVG or anyone in an eSports program. I know it's the big thing, but can you imagine a bloke my age or a bloke 55 or a, uh, a lady 34 or whatever sitting down to watch E-Series? Yeah, look, it's always going to be that kind of uh, that kind of polarising thing. Some people get into it, uh, some people won't. It's 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 not a replacement for the real thing. It's that simple. It's yeah. just it's just not. And uh, and I think that you know it's kind of interesting to see what they do with it. And I'll be writing about it because I need something to write about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But you know, it, it, it will it, be talking it, about it because we need something to talk about. Exactly, exactly. So you know, it is definitely what what, it, what this could be. This whole thing could be a. Um, you know, there's lots of esports, and not just motor racing esports, but esports in general have yeah. actually been on the rise. And it's, you know, what an absolute heyday it could be for that. This could be their sort of uh, watershed moment where that really does explode in worldwide popularity. So, look, uh, I applaud Supercast for doing something because what else do you do? You sit there and go, okay, we can't do anything. Uh, and again, I'm sure these concerns about June being optimistic that we're raising here, there's no way that hasn't come up in the supercars offices in Sydney at some point. You know, they, they, that's, that they, they'll know that. They know what's going on as well. They understand that this situation is so unprecedented that there's just no way to go, it's fine, we'll just get through to June and then we'll crack on and things will be good. Yeah. It's, it's, there's no guarantee that's going to be the case. So in the old days, uh, before, before supercars, um, the Australian Touring Car Championship was one run and one in one race, one weekend. Do you think as a, oh, I don't know, as a some kind of little bit of sugar for the season, we all go to Bathurst, we we run Bathurst as being part of the fabric of this and, the, and culture of this nation. Uh, we run Bathurst and we, we have a championship. We, won one, we run one race for the year and the champion of that becomes the Australian uh, Supercars champion. I like the way you're thinking. And if you're going to have one race, it's going to be Bathurst. There's literally nowhere else you would ever bother going. That's right. Imagine the drivers, you know, the drivers were up in arms because they had to go to Bathurst without a warm-up in Juro last year. Imagine going to Bathurst without having driven a car. Since, since <laughs> and they'd be hanging from the trees. Your one motorsport fix of the year in Australia, supercars at Bathurst in October, one time only. Can you imagine the crowds? You'd have to watch it, wouldn't it? Because, I mean, oh, if you're you sitting second coming into the chase on the last lap and it, it is the championship <laughs> and the Bathurst 1000 and all in one, you're not, uh, you're not going to go, well, I'll just slot into second and consolidate here, are you? Yeah, but, yeah it's a good... <laughs> no. I mean, I, 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 there must be... I, I don't know. I don't. I, I probably don't read the regulations enough in terms of sitting down with the, uh, with the, with the regs every year and going through. I, I'm sure there's some sort of clause about how many rounds constitute a championship. Yeah. You're right. Back in the old days, the Australian championship was a weekend. Yeah, um, but I'm sure there's way too many practicalities and uh, commercial sensibilities and stuff that would stop that happening. But it's a it's a good idea, and and again, unprecedented time. So maybe all that has to go out the window. And I was going to say exactly the, like the, that. There's no rule book for this. There's no, no. there's no uh, example of this. So we have to make hay while we can. And if they're going to shut it down for the year, or you know the numbers have flattened off, or whatever they are by October, you know. 
Why not do it? Yeah. Why not do it? Yep. Yep. I think this outside the box thinking is uh, is definitely going to become very important for um for a lot of industries and for even for a lot of people inside the motorsport industry. Which is coming back to the esports thing. That's why I don't. It might not necessarily be my number one thing either, but. I, I certainly I applaud Supercars for at least having some sort of plan B because um, I just think we're really going to need it. Avial, one of the other, uh, the silverest of silver linings we've got to this dark cloud is at least we finally get to see that Erebus documentary. Yes, <laughs> yes. It seems like that is coming out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. The promo was absolutely brilliant. Um, so, yes, that's, uh, I think, the yeah, Barry Ryan will make the price of admission well worth it on that one, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely worth that KO subscription, I can tell you right now. But, uh, AVL, man, we really do appreciate you. These are some very strange times. I mean, I watched uh, four minutes of marbles racing on Twitter the other night. Uh, that's how desperate I was. Yeah, marbles racing? That. Oh, yeah. Who won? <laughs> 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 it's a rip of, oh, it's a ripper video. If you if you haven't seen it, go to the rounds. You should have a look see. But uh, uh you can follow um Andrew Van Leeuwen on motorsport.com. Check him out on Twitter as well at AVL Melbourne. Uh get amongst below the bonnet too. They've got a fantastic back catalogue as well. Below the bonnet.com. And not only that, they've got merch. That's right. You can get yourself a below the bonnet t-shirt, caps. And you can even get the same co-driver cup that Garth Tander was presented to. Uh, I had a coffee out of one of those babies this morning, I tell you. I've got one sitting on my, on my desk here right now. I probably should wash it, to be honest. <laughs> Remember, that the Below the Bonnet co-driver's cup. It is the grandest prize in supercars history. You get more. There's more money in that cup than there is for winning Bathurst, too. But, um, <laughs> AVL, we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to have a chat with us, man. And hopefully next time we do, it's, uh, it's to preview a race or something coming up. That would be fantastic. Thanks, guys. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.